we all know it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you gonna do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says, your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT, and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. 
I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. Why is everything about you a debate? What's the point of love? Every time I showed it, I was broken and it's forced me just to only want to hate. Why is it only one you but multiple religions? Why does every conversation end in a division? Why does everybody want to tell us how to live but they won't listen to the same damn message that they give? Tell me how to feel. Tell me what's wrong. I tried to call. Pick up the phone. I'm on my own. Everybody says you coming back to man. Why the hell is it taking so long? Why do I hurt? Why is there pain? Why does everything good always have to change? Why does everybody try to profit off another man's work then destroy it just for monetary gain? Tell me all you black or all you white. I don't even really care. I just really want to know what's right. They've been saying one thing, but I've been looking in the book. And it seems like they've been lying for my whole damn life. Tell me where I'm going. Is it heaven or hell? I just hope this message greets you well. Had a dream that I was walking with the devil. Don't remember how it feels, but I swear that I remember the smell. Looked me right into my eye and told me everything I wanted could be mine if I gave up and decided to sell. But I said I'd rather die than get mine. Now I'm here. No fear, one man with a story to tell. Dear God, where were you when I needed it? When I fucked up and repeated it? When they set the bar and I exceeded it? My life is like a book that they've been judging by a cover, but I've never took the time to fucking read this shit. I remember telling you my goals and my dreams, but you didn't even answer, so I guess you didn't believe in it. I remember sitting with a gun to my head trying to ask you for some I don't want religion, I need that spirituality I don't want a church, I need people to call a family I don't want to tell my sins to another sinner Just because he's got a robe and he went to some academy I don't want to read it in the book, I want to hear it from you Don't want to learn it in my school because they hiding the truth Don't want to talk about it to another fucking human being And that's the only reason that I even step in this place Dear God How do I take this darkness and turn it into light? 
How do I believe in the concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids even fucking molest. There it to fear you, but you ain't said shit, so maybe it's you who actually fears me, I don't know the answer, I just wanna see it clearly, so many lies and a thousand different theories, all I wanna know is who really made religion, cause I know it wasn't you, but don't nobody believe me, no more lies, no more death, bring back king, bring back X, please dear God let their soul rest, protect who's left and watch their steps, dear God, I don't wanna have to ask you again, I just hope that you know that I'm still a believer, so I'll end this all, by saying amen. Good morning, friends. How's everyone doing this morning? It's cold here. And I once again have a sick child. I got a phone call yesterday, a little after the show, about 11, saying, uh, come pick up your kid. He's got a fever. Oh, shit. And he was sick last week, and I gave him some ivermectin. The thing is, when you do a parasite cleanse on someone, thing about parasites is when you kill them, they lay more eggs on their way out. And those eggs take about three or four days to hatch. That's why you tend to get sicker again after you feel like you've gotten better. Because almost all illness is caused by parasites. So when they say you have a bug, you literally have a bug. So gave him more ivermectin last night and some honey and uh, some liposomal vitamin C and distilled water and, you know, poor kid, ginger ale, he's coughing, he's nauseous, his fever broke, but it's going to be another two or three days and I'll give him more ivermectin tomorrow to clear out these parasites as they're dying and, you know, that's how it goes. It's a battle. You know, my entire view of, yeah, you need to do a four-day cleanse and then the once-a-week cleanse, so. Um, you know, my whole idea of self-healing has changed. I used to treat the symptoms the way everyone did, the way we were taught, you know? You have a fever. Oh my goodness, you got to bring that fever down right away. Give them some ibuprofen or Tylenol. Break that fever. No. A fever is designed to kill the bugs in you, to burn them out. As long as you don't go over 104, you're good. 
let it run. Same thing with the with the cough. Cough is productive. When it's not productive, then you need to soothe the the inflammation from the throat. But for the most part, that's getting up that nasty parasitic debris. Tea. You use a lot of tea and honey and distilled water and prayer and fasting because prayer and fasting are the key to health. What we don't play with is fear. And I'll tell you, it's hard. It's hard to break that, those years of training of indoctrination. Liam came home sick yesterday and Mick came home and touched his forehead and said, oh my God, he's, he's burning up. We need to give him something to bring the fever down, even though he knows too. We just went through this with the older one, probably the same bug. I said, no. He said, oh yeah. I said, no, let it run. But yeah, garlic and onions, we actually got a recipe for a, a hundred clove garlic soup with onions and turmeric and ginger and coconut milk and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, 104 is really high. We don't we weren't that high, Life of Brian. Uh, he got up to 101 yesterday and that was it. And then came right back down. So um Brian said I finished my second Fembin course last Sunday. The second was more cleansing than the first. Yes. For exactly that reason that I just described, because when you kill the first round of parasites on their way out, they lay a whole bunch of eggs. Because all they want to do is survive or regenerate, right? The next generation reproduce. So then when you do the second round, you kill exponentially more because one parasite can lay, you know, a million eggs. So the second is rough, the second cleanse. But if you stay ahead of it, then the third isn't so bad. Once you get them out, then you get to the point where you do a monthly cleanse and there's nothing. We're about to do that here in this house. Cleanse everybody. Everybody's getting ivermectin. The dogs, the birds. Everyone's going on a cleanse. Because obviously we have a parasite running through our house. And we need to get rid of it. We used to treat everybody for parasites. We used to you go to the doctor, you get sick. Well, used to be you get sick and the doctor would come to you and he'd give you a pill. You know what that pill was? It was an anti-parasitic. Because they knew. Now, though, it, you go and get heartworm medication for your dogs every month, flea and tick medication for your dogs every month. You know what that is? It's an anti-parasitic. Breathe the ingredients. It's ivermectin or fembendazole. We treat our animals, but we don't treat ourselves. You know, in reading 
especially the first books of Moses. And as I was reading it, and God's very, very detailed directions as to what to eat, what not to eat, what is clean, what is unclean. It's all about parasites. You understand that? How long to cook things? How long you can let things sit out? It's all about parasites. It's all about keeping you clean of parasites. Be it bugs or mold or whatever. That's literally what all those directions are for. We've lost that. So... I want to read you guys something that I got last night, well, yesterday afternoon. I talk about fear a lot. Fear is the thickest, darkest chain that binds you to this world, and they do it on purpose. Only you can break your chain of fear. Only you can let it go. But this is what I got from Uriel yesterday. Fear. What is fear? Is it a lack of experience? Is it a lack of physical strength against an opponent, opponent more formidable than you? Is it your heart that lacks faith in yourself? Fear is only imagination. You create it within yourself. Then to feel safe, you run to that insecure safety you create from having fear. Do not let your mind or others influence your soul. Do not let your heart cause you to doubt, or therefore you will fear. Fear only exists within a soul with free will. It is your choice to fear or not. Put God first and know He that will put all of your enemies in your hand. Shake off the dust that remains of fear and put on your armor. Believe in yourself as you believe in the Almighty Lord God. After all, you are made in the image of Him. Go with strength. So, do not fear. We hear that over and over again. Do not fear. Anyway, Brother Matt. Got a new message yesterday we're going to play today. So let's see what it says. Well, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to read today is from December 18th, 2023, uh, just from earlier this morning. If you're new to this channel, what I do here is as the Lord uh, gives me messages, I just read them to you the way that they were delivered to me, word for word, the way that the Lord gave it. I don't add any interpretation or explanation or any anything additional to it. Um, I trust the Holy Spirit will give you discernment and wisdom about how you should uh, interpret and understand it. Um, so I just read the message for what it is. If you're new to the channel, I encourage you to check out the other videos that I posted and the other things the Lord has been speaking um, because he has been speaking a lot. 
So this is not a sermon. Uh, it is not just uh, a, a recitation of scripture. This is uh, the message that the Lord that gave me to share, and so I'm going to share it the way that he gave it to me. Um, as always, I'm grateful for everybody here on the channel, for all the new subscribers that have joined us recently. Welcome to you, and uh, for everybody who's been with me for a while, I'm, I'm grateful as always for all of you guys, uh, for your encouragement, for your support, for your prayers, uh, for, for me and for my family. I am praying for you also, and as always, I just encourage you guys, if you have prayer requests, put them in the comment section so we can pray for you. Uh, as a community, this is something that I see that we've been doing really well is to pray for each other. So if you scroll down through the comments and you see a prayer request, pray for that person. Just take a moment and pause and, and lift a prayer up for that person and maybe comment back that you're praying for them. Uh, that's a great encouragement. And it's something we should be doing for each other. Um, it's important for us as the body of Christ to, to be praying for each other, supporting each other now uh, as we approach... Um, as we approach the day, the coming day. Um, so having said all of those things, oh, the other thing I want to remind you of is I have started a Substack, stack, uh, which is a, like a, a website thing you can go to where you can read the message. So I've been posting it there. Um, I've been posting uh, the messages that he's been giving recently, just the text so you can go in and read it and also giving some annotations and scriptural cross-references. And sometimes if there's you know, I feel like a thought that I need to add to it. I may add something there. Um, so you can listen to it here or you can go read it there um, and uh, and have a chance to kind of go through it maybe a little more slowly than when I read it. Um, I'm also reposting everything from the Easter to Pentecost series of messages the Lord gave me. It'll be up there on the Substack um, day by day as I post it. So go check out the Substack. I'll put the link in the description box here so you can click there. And also, if you ever want to get in contact with me, my email address is posted in the in the description. So you can send me an email if you like, and I will uh, do my best to respond to you. Okay, having said all of those things, uh, this is the message for December 18th, 2023. Am I a God who is silent? No, I am a God who speaks. I am not like the gods of the nations who have no voice who have mouths but are silent, for I am a living God. I am the one true God, the faithful one, the one who was and who is and who is to come. I, the Lord, who brought you out of captivity, who preserves a remnant for myself, he who brought you out of exile, he who sets the boundaries of the nations and determines their rise and fall. He who sets the times and the seasons, the Almighty One, the living God. He who was and who is and who is coming soon. I will speak, therefore listen and heed my words, O man. I have set a countdown and the times have been appointed. Those who are weary and tired of waiting will soon be satisfied. I am never late. I am always on time. But my time is not your time, O oh man. Therefore be watchful, 
Remain vigilant. Set your watch. Prepare. For the day is soon coming upon you. If you were wise, O nations, you would turn to me while there is yet time for you. But you have hardened your heart, stiffened your neck, turned your face from me. You have turned aside to your lovers. You would play the harlot even now. Though I have set my witnesses before you, though they testified to you day and night, still you cover your ears and hide in the darkness. I will expose you, O nations, O men. I will reveal your nakedness. I will put my light on you, and all will see. You cannot hide from me, O men, O nations. For I am he who sees the heart of the matter. I am he who sees the heart of every man. For I am he who formed you, who forged your inward parts. I have observed all your ways from before you were born. I know you intimately. I know you from inside out. Though I made you to find me, you all, like sheep, have turned aside and sought your own way. Yet still I call that you might return, that you might come home to me, that you might hear your master's voice. Return to me. Call on my name while there is yet time for you, that you might be saved. For destruction and woe is appointed. Judgment is appointed. It will not be held back. If you would be saved from what is coming, hide yourself under the shadow of my wing. Call on the name of the one who can save you. For your lovers cannot save you, O man. The gods of your nations cannot save you. There is only safety in my hand. When your towers fall and your gates collapse, when the wave comes upon you, then you will see. Then you will see your folly. Then you will see the silence of your gods. They have no hand to save you. They have no mouth to comfort you, to answer you when you call. When destruction comes upon you, then you will see. I would that you would heed this warning, O men, O nations, that you would avoid that day 
for it is coming quickly upon you. Turn, turn while there is yet time for you. Even now have I loved you. Even now have I offered you a hand. O oh, faithless children, if only you would return to your father's house. Declare it to them, O oh, servants of the Lord, for some may repent and return to me. Blessed is he who believes, though he does not see. Blessed is he that remains faithful when the road is not clear. Remain steadfast, O servants of the Lord. Do not look back. Keep your hand to the plow. I have already set the path before you that you might walk in it. Soon you will see how I have gone before you, even when your path is hard. Still I am faithful. Still I am with you. For I told you I would be with you always, even to the end of the age. I am a faithful God. I am he who keeps his promises. Trust in me and remain faithful on the path and you will see my hand among you. I, the Lord, have spoken as I will. Declare this word and do not hold it back. All right, that is the message uh, for December 18th, 2023. Brothers and sisters, I pray that the Lord would bless you and be with you, that he would keep you, that he would encourage you and strengthen you for the days ahead. I pray also that the Lord would empower you to speak his word to others, to boldly and fearlessly make the gospel known. It's a crucial time, I think. So, brothers and sisters, be blessed. I'll be with you again next time. And uh, until then, I'm praying for you. Pray for me also. God bless. Thank you, Brother Matt. The time is almost at hand. And I do have one more thing I want to share with you guys. Something that's a little disconcerting, maybe, until you understand it. So, I know that we are getting much closer to the day. not just because of the messages that we get, the feelings, more and more people, normies, regular people, are talking about how this feels like the end times. This feels like revelations. They think we're, they think God is coming soon and they're not wrong. However, let me prepare you for something here. 
when you are chosen, when you choose God. When you fully put God first in your life and give yourself over to him, you have a role to play in God's final plan, a part to play on his stage, then you may be changed. And I don't just mean physically, uh, spiritually or mentally, I mean physically changed. Those changes are for a purpose. You may not even realize them at first, or you may discover it on accident. Those things that you're not supposed to do will all of a sudden be abhorrent to you. I give you this example. Mick was told that Alcohol would no longer taste good to him. He asked me to buy him a 12-pack of Pepsi today because his beer last night tasted like metal because it dulls his senses and he needs them for what's to come. I have a bad habit of burning myself a lot. Right, I work with wood-burning tools with the electroculture antennas. And as I'm drawing on the antennas, I'll very often slip and burn my leg. I have little triangular-shaped scar marks all up my leg from that. And I'm really bad about cooking. You know, I make bread a lot. And uh, I'm constantly burning my hands on or my arms on the racks in the oven or grabbing a hot lid that I forget is hot, right? I mean, I'm, I've, I've got burn marks all over me, or I did. Not anymore. Yesterday I grabbed a hot cast iron pan that was on a grill and moved it. And it felt warm, but it didn't burn me. And Mick did the same thing. And trust me, it was hot. Cast iron pan sitting over an open flame for 20 minutes. It was hot. But I didn't get burned. Because the fires are coming. So if you find yourself change and do not try that at home, please don't go and try and burn yourself just to see if you blister or not. Don't you'll find out in due time, but things may taste different. Alcohol, food, bad food, things you're not supposed to do will be abhorrent to you. Things you're not supposed to drink will taste terrible. Things you're not supposed to eat will make you sick because God is preparing our bodies for his return as much as our minds and our spirits. So be ready. 
because it's coming really soon. So with that, let's do a prayer before we get into it because we're already 36 minutes in. Time is stupid anyway. So, dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do, both to prepare for your return and to continue about our daily lives. The burden can feel great, but it is so worth it. Thank you for showing us what we need to do, for giving us your signs, for setting us on our path, for pushing us forward, not veering to the right or to the left. Thank you for coming back to save us because we need it. God, I pray you return soon. I know the timing is yours. You're never late. Dear God, I ask, I pray that you look over my child who is struggling with his health. pray that you watch over everyone who listens to you every day. Thank you for softening the hearts of those that need to come back to you. Thank you for our animals that show us every day what it is to live for you alone. For our children, whose innocence reminds us what we're fighting for. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for all of our friends and family. And yes, Lindsay, thank you, God, for helping us all to find each other and make us stronger so we can share our stories and know that we are not alone. We are not crazy. We are in this together on your path, headed back towards you, God. Thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. So, get into it. Pian said she's been tasting bad for years now. Taste the chemicals when they're there. Smell the chemicals, not the pretty smells for about 20 years. Brian can't eat out anymore. Meat and veg at home is so much better. Absolutely. We didn't even go out to dinner for our anniversary. We made food at home because it was so much better. You know. So, 
King David. The second book of Samuel, chapter 8. And after this it came to pass that David smote the Philistines and subdued them. And David took Megathamah out of the hand of the Philistines, and he smote Moab and measured them with a line, casting them down to the ground, even with two lines measured, he to put to death, and with one full line to keep alive. And so the Moabites became David's servants and brought gifts. David smote also Hadadizer, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his border at the river Euphrates. And David took from him a thousand chariots and seven hundred horsemen and twenty thousand footmen. And David hoed all the chariot horses, but reserved of them for an hundred chariots. And when the Syrians of Damascus came to succor Hadazer, king of Zoab, Zobah, David slew of the Syrians two and twenty thousand men. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became servants to David and brought gifts. And the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. And from Beta and from Barothai, cities of Hadadezer, King David took exceeding much brass. When Toy, king of Hamath, heard that David had smitten all of the host of Hadadezer, then Toy sent Jeram, his son, unto King David to salute him and to bless him, because he had fought against Hadadezer and smitten him, for Hadadezer had wars with Toy. And Joram brought with him vessels of silver and vessels of gold and vessels of brass, which also King David did dedicate unto the Lord with the silver and gold that he had dedicated of all nations which he subdued, of Syria and of Moab and of the children of Ammon, and of the Philistines, and of Amalek, and of the spoil of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. And David got him a name when he returned from smiting of the Syrians in the Valley of Salt, being 18,000 men. And he put garrisons in Edom, throughout all Edom put he garrisons, and all they of Edom became David's servants. And the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. And David reigned over all Israel, and David executed judgment and justice unto all his people. And Joab, the son of Zeruziah, was over the host. And Josaphat, the son of Aluod, was recorder. And Zadok, the son of Atub, and Ahimelech, the son of Abathar, were the priests. And Sariah was the scribe. And Benaiah, the son of Jedoiah, was over both the Cherethites and the Pethelites. And David's sons were chief rulers. Chapter 9. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul, that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. 
And when Mephith Bosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and all to his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. Chapter 10. And it came to pass after this that the king of the children of Ammon died, and Hanun his son reigned in his stead. Then said David, I will show kindness unto Hanun the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness unto me. And David set to comfort him by the hand of his servants for his father. And David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon. And the princes of the children of Ammon said unto Hanun their lord, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Hath not David rather sent his servants unto thee to search the city, and to spy it out, and to overthrow it? Wherefore Hanun took David's servants, and shaved off the one half of their beards, and cut off their garments in the middle, even to their buttocks, and sent them away. When they told it unto David, he sent to meet them, because the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown, and then return. And when the children of Ammon saw that they stank before David, the children of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Bethrehob, and the Syrians of Zobah, twenty thousand footmen, and of King Makkah, a thousand men, and of Ishtab, twelve thousand men. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab, and all the host of the mighty men. And the children of Ammon came out and put the battle in array at the entering in of the gate. And the Syrians of Zoab and of Rehob and Ishtab and Makkah were by themselves in the field. When Joab saw that the front of the battle was against him before and behind, he chose of all the choice men of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he delivered into the hands of Abishai, his brother, that he might put them in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will come and help thee. Be of good courage, and let us play the men for our people, and for the cities of our God, and the Lord do that which seemeth him good. And Joab drew nigh, and the people that were with him, onto the battle against the Syrians. And they fled before him. 
And when the children of Ammon saw that the Syrians were fled, then fled they also before Abishai and entered into the city. So Joab returned from the children of Ammon and came to Jerusalem. And when the Syrians saw that they were smitten before Israel, they gathered themselves together. And Ahadarazar sent and brought out the Syrians that were beyond the river, and they came to Halam, and Shobak, the captain of the host of Hadarazar, went before them. And when it was told David, he gathered Israel all together, and passed over Jordan, and came to Halam. And the Syrians set themselves in array against David, and fought with him. And the Syrians fled before Israel, and David slew the men of seven hundred chariots of the Syrians, and forty thousand horsemen, and smote Shobak, the captain of their host, who died there. And when all the kings that were servants to Hadarzar saw that they were smitten before Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Syrians feared to help the children of Ammon any more. Chapter 11 And it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem, and it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman, and one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified for her uncleanliness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived, and sent, and told David, and said, I am with child. And David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. And when Uriah was come unto him, David demanded of him how Joab did, and how the people did, and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, Go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat from the king. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord, and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down unto his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down unto thine house? And Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into mine house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As thou livest, and as thy soul liveth, I will not do this thing. And David said unto Uriah, Tarry here today also, and tomorrow I will let thee depart. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the morrow. And when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him, and he made him drunk. And at even he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but went not down to his house. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire ye from him that he may be smitten and die. 
And it came to pass when Joab observed the city that he assigned Uriah onto a place where he knew that valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab. And there fell some of the people of the servants of David. And Uriah the Hittite died also. Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war and charged the messenger, saying, When thou hast made an end of telling the matters of the war unto the king, and if so be that, that the king's wrath arise, and he say unto thee, Wherefore approached ye so nigh unto the city when ye did fight? Knew ye not that they would shoot from the wall? Who smote Abimelech the son of Jerubasheth? Did not a woman cast a piece of a millstone upon him from the wall that he died in Thebes? Why went ye nigh the wall? Then say thou, thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So the messenger went and came and showed David all that Joab had sent him for. And the messenger said unto David, Surely the man prevailed against us and came out unto us into the field. And we were upon them even unto entering of the gate. And the shooter shot from off the wall upon thy servants, and some of the king's servants be dead. And thy servant, Uriah the Hittite, is dead also. Then David said unto the messenger, Thus shall thou say unto Joab, Let not this thing displease thee, for the sword devoureth one as well as another. Make thy battle more strong against the city, and overthrow it, and encourage thou him. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife and bare him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. I bet it did. So. Hmm. I'm going to finish up there today. We will continue with chapter 12 tomorrow. But there is another message from Brother Matt. This one's from September 16th. So let's listen to that. Because we're still going in chronological order from the beginning of his messages. And just playing new ones as they come up. So I really want to get through all of the older ones. Which is why we're still playing two a day. So then we can just move on to the new ones. Well, hey, everybody, I'm back with another word from the Lord. Um, the Lord uh, spoke to me last night, um, very early this morning um, after midnight, and uh, gave me a message to share. So uh, I'm going to do that. Um, I don't know how you've been today. I've had really kind of a rough day and uh, really felt like the enemy has really just been after me and after mine. And uh, it's been a tough day. But, um, you know, the Lord convicted me tonight that I'd gone the whole day and hadn't transcribed or recorded this message yet. And so here it is, 11.15 at night, and I am uh, going to try to get it out to you. So, uh, as always, I... Uh, I do appreciate uh, your encouragements and your comments and um, those who've subscribed to the channel and are watching the videos. I'm, I'm grateful for all of you. I pray it's a blessing to you. I pray it is an encouragement to you and a challenge to you. 
that we would be about the Lord's business, that we would be serious about him, that we would prepare. Um, that's so much of what his messages have been about. If you're new to this channel, I encourage you to check out the other messages that I've posted. The Lord began speaking to me around Easter and all the way through Pentecost, and I've been posting uh, day by day the things that he has spoken to me. So uh, here we go, September 15th. This is what it says, September 16th, really. But I, the Lord, the Most High, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, ruler of all nations, I will speak. Listen to me and heed my word. Behold, I am coming soon. Keep your watch and look for me, for the sign of my coming. Prepare. Tell my people the time is short, for I will soon come upon you to snatch you up, to bring you where I am. The feast has been set, the day has been appointed. Many are called, yet few are chosen. You, who I have set apart, do not hold back this word or the message I have proclaimed to you, but speak with no hesitation. Tell my people to look for me, to watch for me. I will be found by you. Return to me, O people, while the time remains, while life remains, while breath remains, there is yet time. Many things are soon to be revealed. You will marvel to see them, but soon you will see them. I have chosen you as a mouthpiece of the Lord. Speak only what I have given to you, and do not rely on your own wisdom, on your own counsel. For your ways are not my ways, says the Lord, the Most High God, the King, the Maker of heaven and earth, the one who sits on the throne, the one who holds the scroll in his hand. Soon the seals will be opened. Prepare yourselves, O people of the earth. Prepare. I will tarry no longer. Those who have longed to see my day will soon see it. It is rushing up to come upon you. You will lift up your hands. You will say, Blessed is the day of the Lord. Glory to his name. For he is the only one who is faithful and true. He keeps his promises to a thousand generations. His word, his counsel is right and trustworthy. Believe on him and be saved from this wicked generation. Come to me, O peoples, while there is yet time. I would rescue you from the coming wrath. He who is in my hand will not be shaken, will not be moved. Though the mountains are moved into the heart of the sea, Though the moon and the sun give no light, the one who makes the Lord his trust 
will not fear. He will not be moved. He will not be shaken on the day of shaking, for his trust is the Lord. His foundation is unshakable, for he is set upon the rock. To you, O peoples, I say, set your feet upon the rock of ages, and you will not be moved. To those who tire of waiting, to those who say, the Lord is slow in coming. No, I am not slow. I am patient. I long for the full number to come into me. Those who have longed to see my day, you will see. Keep your watch a little longer, for I reward those who wait on me. I have made a mark in the heavens, a sign for all to see. That is the word that the Lord gave me uh, early this morning, early the morning of September 16th. Brothers and sisters, I pray that you would be blessed and uh, thank you for watching these videos and share them with others. God bless. We'll see you next time. Remember, great anger will overcome us all. It will consume your mind. The great kindle of fire will burn inside you. It is God's anger you will feel in your heart and soul burning deep within. You will use it to consume your enemies. The evil is great in this wicked generation. A great fall of people will happen. Many will perish by the hands of men. Do not fear. Do not panic. Do not run. Defend your faith in God and your family. Use his strength and love for you to overcome the evil ones. They will stop at nothing. So must you. You cannot fear nor hesitate. Many days will pass, and soon the morning will begin. Remember, cloud by day, and pillar of fire by night. Look for him, and you will be set on your path. He loves you, and he will not cause you to fail unless you fail in your faith. Then you will fall. Remember your rock. It is your faith and love and commitment to him. Hold on. So with that, we're going to get out of here. Liana's show starts in a couple minutes here. So go check her out. Find out, hopefully, how her meeting with the lawyer went yesterday. And Mick and I will be back tonight at 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the Patriot Party podcast. We do have a guest tonight, so that'll be fun. And then, of course, I'll be back tomorrow morning with more of the Good Book at 8 a.m. So thank you all for watching and listening. I pray that God keeps you safe and close in the shadow of his wing until he returns. So... Thanks for watching, y'all, and I'll see you on the flip side. Have a blessed day.
Good morning, friends. How's everyone doing today? It's cold here. We had our hard freeze last night. Not good. Because I did not get to harvest my herbs before. So hopefully they'll unthaw a little bit today and I can cut them all back and dehydrate them and make spices. We'll see. It's about priorities. My priority yesterday was building out the chicken coop so that the chickens would have a nice warm place to sleep, which they were in there last night. So that's good. But uh, priorities. You know, this is a rough time of year for a lot of people. More, it seems now. It doesn't feel like Christmas. We all feel like something is coming. I know y'all feel it. We warn about it every day, what's coming. Me, I hate, or hate's a strong word. I don't like not knowing what's going to happen. So the last three years have been particularly interesting for me. <laughs> I always like to have a plan in my head, a vision. Or I thought I did. I used to, uh, I used to wake, there was a, a period of time there just before COVID when I'd wake up at least two or three mornings a week sobbing because of my dreams. And I got to the point where I asked God to stop. Please take them away. Please stop. Please let it stop. And he did. And this was before I had the faith that I have now. I just knew that I couldn't handle it. I knew that I needed it to stop. Then, now I kind of wish they'd come back. As scary as they were, they left me sobbing. A lot of people died. But now I realize that they were dreams of what's to come. I didn't recognize that before. And while they were scary and heartbreaking, at least I knew it was coming. So in these times, more and more people, normies, as we call them every day, more and more people are starting to understand that Something's coming that we're in the end times. People that don't believe in God, that haven't, or don't believe in religion, that haven't gone to church in maybe ever, are now saying, wait, maybe the Bible's real. 
We're watching prophecy unfold before our eyes every single day. And we all feel that something is coming. So if you're dreaming dreams and they're scaring you, don't ask for them to be put away. Ask to be able to set your emotions aside and review your dreams with discernment to see what's coming. Because God is changing us all right now in ways that we cannot even comprehend. He is preparing us, mind, body, and spirit. Your body may change in incomprehensible manners that seem crazy or miraculous. And you may dream dreams and you may have visions. You may see things that you've never seen before. Things are going to get really weird. But don't be scared. I was given a message very specifically for me, but I'm going to share a part of it with you. I was told specifically, I understand why you're upset. Free will is nothing out of my control. Understand that a soul that achieves higher destiny also understands the alternative. Is it not possible that the flip side has a better role in saving God's children? Change is scary. Couple that with the knowledge that most of our friends and family probably won't make it with us unless we get them on our path right now. That's even scarier. But know that if you choose God, if you put God first in your life, you choose God, he will choose you back. He will accept you graciously, warmly, into his fold, under the protection of his wings. You just have to keep moving forward. Do not stray from your path. Don't look right. Don't look left. Go forward. Because the end won't be for all, but it is for us. It is our chance at a new beginning to set things right, to set things straight with God's guidance and leadership, direction. So, have faith. Be patient. We will be rewarded very soon. Let's continue on with Matt's second playlist, which was starting at the Feast of Trumpets. 
Um, this one was from September 17th. Well, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt uh, back with you to share another message from the Lord. Um, this message is from September 17th, uh, early Sunday morning. Um, the Lord uh, spoke to us uh, this weekend, uh, early Saturday, early Sunday, and, and early this morning, Monday morning. Um, so I'm going to share uh, share all those things with you. Um, I'm thankful, as always, for everybody who likes and subscribes and and comments and shares these videos with others. I, I appreciate all of the encouragements people have have sent and um, all the amens and Maranathas and come Lord Jesus come. We're, we're all together in this and we all are looking forward together expectantly uh, for our Lord's return and for uh, our time to, to be reunited with him whenever that day comes. Um, so I look forward with expectation as all of you do um, so I'm grateful for you and, and for your encouragements and, and your prayers for me. I, I pray for you also. For those of you who've made prayer requests in the comments, I, I pray for those things um, when I see them. So um, I'm willing to do that for you. Please continue to do that for me. Um, I'm also thankful for those who've written questions. I've tried to answer questions when, I, when I've seen them in the comments and um, if I feel that it's something that I can answer. I'm also thankful some of you have been answering uh, questions as well. So I appreciate that. And um, I'm amazed at how the Lord has multiplied this from from where it began and, and pray it will continue to multiply and grow and that the message will reach all of the people that the Lord intends for us to reach with this. So here we go. September 17th, 2023. This is what it says. Prepare my servant. The door is open. The Lord is standing at the door. All those who would come up to me, then come. It is the Spirit that is moving in me. Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, born of the Virgin, the Holy One of God, the Living Word, He who was crucified for your sins, He who was buried in a tomb, but the grave could not hold Him, he who is risen on the third day in victory, he who ascended into heaven, beheld by his disciples, he who is coming soon, it is he who speaks to you. Therefore, listen and heed my words, O mouthpiece of the Lord. I have declared judgment on this world, on those nations who oppose me, Oppose my people. Listen, my wrath must be satisfied, for the blood cries out to me. Should I ignore the sin of man? I cannot, for I am the Holy One, the righteous judge. I have put you in the scales, O man, and found you lacking. But because of my great love for you, O children, I have made provision for your sin. A sin bearer has been given to you. Call on him. Call on the name of Jesus and be saved. He is your only hope to avoid the judgment that is awaiting you. 
that is awaiting the earth. For I will make all things new. But first, the old must pass away. The blood of the saints calls out to me for justice. The blood of the martyrs for my name calls out to me for justice. The blood of the children calls out to me for justice. So I will see justice satisfied upon the earth. Now, when the Lord gave me this message during this time, I saw uh, an image, a vision of a beast like a dragon. And um, I saw his shadow like a silhouette against the horizon in the water. And, and I saw his silhouette floating, moving back and forth, like circling. Uh, so after I saw this, then the Lord continued, and this is how what he said. The day is coming. Do not lose heart. My own counsel will I keep as to the day, the time. The enemy is stalking you looking for one he might devour. Be on your guard, O children. Take up the armor I have given you. Do not fall into the traps he has set, the snares he has laid for your feet. Beware. So that's the word uh, that the Lord gave on September 17th. Um, I pray the Lord would give you wisdom and discernment how you should apply this word to your lives. For those of you who are hearing this message and have not yet called upon the name of the Lord, I pray that you would call on him while he can still be found. Um, Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and have fallen short of the Lord. Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrates his love for us, his love for you, and that even though you were a sinner, Christ died for you. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, if you believe and ask Jesus to be your Lord, your Savior, to forgive you of your sin, if you repent of your sin, that means to turn away from your sin, and you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. He said that Jesus is the sin bearer, the one who came to bear sin for us. Uh, so I pray, if you haven't called on him yet, that you would call on him. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, be blessed, be encouraged, be on your watch. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Matt. So, let's start with a prayer. Dear God. Thank you for the strength and energy to get everything done that we need to do to prepare for your return and continue about our daily lives at the same time as we do not know the hour of your coming. We only know that it is near. Time draws short. Please give us the wisdom to know those things that we need to do, the discernment 
to separate the truth from the lies. The eyes to see your signs, the ears to hear your words. Thank you, God, for my husband, my rock, my foundation. I would not be here were it not for him. You may not know it, but many of us would not be here were it not for him. Thank you, God, for sending us your messengers, your prophets, for giving us visions of what's to come, though they may be scary, for helping us to prepare for changing us to prepare. Thank you for this time. This last Christmas. I know it's hard to celebrate right now. We all know that something is coming. And that everything seems so sad. Everyone seems so down. And yet, this is our chance right now in this season to speak about God, to speak about Jesus. That's what it's all about. Thank you, God, for giving us the words to speak, to reach the people that we want to journey with us on our path to you. Thank you for softening their hearts so that they can hear our words, your words. Thank you for our animals. They teach us what it is to live for God alone every day. But most of all, God, thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. So, if you're just joining us, if you're new to the good book, know that when I finish the morning prayer, because it's an off-the-cuff prayer as it is, I do not say amen at the end. It's not out of any disrespect, but it's rather out of respect because I'm not finished with my conversation with God. I don't want him to think that I'm done talking to him. So I will say amen at the, at the end of a formal prayer. But in my own prayers, it's a conversation and I don't want it to end. So I don't end it. So, you know. So, yesterday, we are in the second book of Samuel, reading about King David. Yesterday, King David was a bad boy. Right? He's out on his balcony and he looks down and he sees this gorgeous woman and he says, I have to have her. She's married to another man, doesn't matter. 
and he got her pregnant. So then he tries to convince her husband to go into her with the implication that the husband will think the baby's his, but it doesn't happen. So instead, David has him killed and then marries the woman. Bad boy. And yet, you'd think that God would smite an entire generation for David's actions. He's done that in the past, right? Except in the past, God smited an entire generation for adultery against him, not another man. Why would he smite David over the life of a Hittite? David didn't cheat on him. And yet the nature of adultery is idolatry. Hmm. So, let's continue. The second book of Samuel. Chapter 12. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing, save one little ewe lamb, which he had brought, bought up and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him. But he took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that has done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hands of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. How be it? Because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house. 
And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had borne unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed it as apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he came to his own house, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? Shall I go to him, but he shall not return to me? And David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went in unto her and lay with her. And she bare a son, and he called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. And he sent by the hand of Nathan the prophet, and he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. And Joab fought against Rabbah of the children of Ammon and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah and have taken the city of waters. Now, therefore, gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it, lest I take the city and it be called after my name. And David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah and fought against it and took it. And he took their king's crown from off his head. The weight whereof was a talent of gold with the precious stones. And it was set on David's head. And he brought forth the spoil of the city in great abundance. And he brought forth the people that were therein and put them under saws and under harrows of iron and under axes of iron and made them pass through the brick kiln. And thus did he unto all the cities of the children of Ammon. So David and all the people returned unto Jerusalem. And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he felt he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemiah, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. And he said unto him, Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Wilt thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come, and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight, that he may see it, and eat it at her hand. So Amnon laid down and made himself sick. 
And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar my sister come, and make me a couple of cakes in my sight, that I may eat at her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to thy brother Amnon's house, and dress him meat. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was laid down. And she took flour and kneaded it, and made cakes in his sight, and did bake the cakes. And she took a pan, and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Have out all men from me. And they went out every man from him. And Amnon said unto Tamar, Bring the meat into the chamber, that I may eat out of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made, and brought them into the chamber of Amnon her brother. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her, and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly. And I, whither shall I cause my shame to go? For as And as for thee, thou shalt be one as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore, I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her, and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me. But he would not hearken unto her. Then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put this woman out from me and bolt the door after her. And she had a gar garment of divers colors upon her. For with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparelled. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her head and rent the garments of diverse colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. And Absalom, her brother, said unto her, Hath Ammonon, my thy brother, been with thee? But hold now thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very wroth. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon, because he had forced his sister Tamar. And it came to pass after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers in Baal Hazor, which is besides Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's sons. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold now, thy servant hath sheep shearers. Let the king, I beseech thee, and his servants go with thy servant. And the king said to Absalom, Nay, my son, let us not all now go, lest we be chargeable unto thee. And he pressed him. Howbeit he would not go, but blessed him. Then said Absalom, If not, I pray thee, let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said unto him, Why should he go with thee? But Absalom pressed him that he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Mark ye now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say unto you, Smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, have I not commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man gat him up upon his mule and fled. 
And it came to pass while they were in the way that tidings came to David saying, Absalom has slain all the king's sons and there is not one of them left. Then the king arose and tear his garments and lay on the earth and all his servants stood by with their clothes rent. And Jonadab, the son of Shimeah, David's brother, answered and said, Let not my lord suppose that they have slain all the young men, the king's sons, for Amnon only is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom, this hath been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Now therefore not let not my lord, the king, take this thing to his heart, to think that all the king's sons are dead. For Amnon only is dead, but Absalom fled. And the young men that kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there came much people by way of the hillside behind him. And Jonadab said unto the king, Behold, the king's sons come, as thy servant said, so it is. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of speaking, that behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept, and the king also and all his servants wept very sore. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amihud, king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. And the soul of King David longed to go forth unto Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. Chapter 14. Now Joab, the son of Zeruiah, perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. And Joab sent to Tekoa, and fetched thence a wise woman, and said unto her, I pray thee, find, feign thyself to be a mourner, and put on now mourning apparel, and anoint not thyself with oil, but be as a woman that had a long time mourned for the dead, and come to the king and speak on this manner unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. And when the woman of Tekoa spake to the king, she fell on her face to the ground and did obeisance and said, Help, O king. And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, I am indeed a widow woman, and mine husband is dead. And thy handmaid had two sons, and they two strove together in the field, and there was none to part them. But the one smote the other and slew him. And behold, the whole family is risen against thine handmaid. And they said, Deliver him that smote his brother, that we may kill him for the life of his brother whom he slew. And we will destroy the heir also. And so they shall quench my coal which is left, and shall not leave to my husband neither name nor remainder upon the earth. And the king said unto the woman, Go to thine house, and I will give charge concerning thee. And the woman of Tekoa said unto the king, My lord, O king, the iniquity be on me and on my father's house, and the king and his throne be guiltless. And the king said, Whosoever saith aught unto thee, bring him to me, and he shall not touch thee any more. Then she said, I pray thee, let the king remember the Lord thy God, that thou wouldest not suffer the revengers of blood to destroy any more, lest they destroy my son. And he said, As the Lord liveth, there shall not one hair of thy son fall to the earth. Then the woman said, Let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak one word unto my lord, the king. And he said, Say on. And the woman said, Wherefore then hast thou thought such a thing against the people of God? For the king doth speak this thing as one which is faulty, and that the king doth not fetch home again his banished. 
for we needs must die, we must needs die, and are as water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person. Yet doth he devise means that his banished be not expelled from him. Now therefore, that I am come to speak of this thing unto my lord the king, it is because the people have made me afraid. And thy handmaid said, I will now speak unto the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of his handmaid. For the king will hear to deliver his handmaid out of the hand of the man that would destroy me and my son together out of the inheritance of God. Then thine handmaid said, The word of my lord the king shall now be comfortable. For as an angel of God, so is my lord the king to discern good and bad. Therefore the lord thy, king, thy God will be with thee. Then the king answered and said unto the woman, Hide not from me, I pray thee, the thing that I shall ask thee. And the woman said, Let my lord the king now speak. And the king said, Is not the hand of Joab with thee in all this? And the woman answered and said, As thy soul liveth, my lord the king, none can turn to the right hand or to the left from aught that my lord the king hath spoken. For thy servant Joab, he bade me, and he put all these words in the mouth of thine handmaid. To fetch about this form of speech hath thy servant Joab done this thing. And my Lord is wise, according to the wisdom of an angel of God, to know all things that are in the earth. And the king said unto Joab, Behold now, I have done this thing. Go therefore, and bring the young man Absalom again. And Joab fell to the ground on his face, and bowed himself and thanked the king. And Joab said, Today thy servant knoweth that I have found grace in thy sight, my lord. O king, and that the king hath filled the request of his servant. So Joab arose and went to Geshur and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. And the king said, Let him turn to his own house and let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house and saw not the king's face. But in all Israel there was none to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. From the sole of his foot, even to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. And when he pulled his head, for it was at every year's end that he pulled it, because the hair was heavy on him, therefore he pulled it, he weighed the hair of his head at two hundred shekels after the king's weight. And unto Absalom there were born three sons and one daughter, whose name was Tamar. She was a woman of fair countenance. So Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem and saw not the king's face. Therefore Absalom sent for Joab, to have sent him to the king, but he would not come to him. And when he sent again the second time, he would not come. Therefore he said unto his servants, See, Joab's field is near mine, and he hath barley there. Go and set it on fire. And Absalom's servants set the field on fire. Then Joab arose and came to Absalom unto his own house and said unto him, Wherefore have thy servants set my field on fire? And Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I sent unto thee, saying, Come hither, that I may send thee to the king, to say, Wherefore am I come from Geshur? It had been good for me to have been there still. Now therefore let me see the king's face. If there be any inequity in me, let him kill me. So Joab came to the king and told him. And when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king. And the king kissed Absalom. Chapter 15 
And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, Moreover, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And it was so, that when any man came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. And it came to pass after forty years that Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. For thy servant vowed a vow while I abode at Geshur in Syria, saying, If the Lord shall bring me again indeed to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And the king said unto him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as ye hear the sound of the trumpet, then ye shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. And with Absalom went over two hundred men out of Jerusalem that were called. And they went in their simplicity, and they knew not anything. And Absalom sent for Ahithophel in Gilanite, David's counselor from his city, even from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. And there came a messenger to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. And David said unto all his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise, and let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly, and bring evil upon us, and smite the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servants said unto the king, Behold, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my lord the king shall appoint. After the king went forth, and all his household after him, and the king left ten women, which were concubines, to keep the house. And the king went forth, and all the people after him, and tarried in a place that was far off. And all his servants passed on beside him. And all the Cherethites, and all the Pelethites, and all the Gittites, six hundred men which came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. Then said the king to Ataiah the Gittite, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place, and abide with the king, for thou art a stranger, and also an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee go up and down with us? Seeing I go whither I may, return now, and take back thy brethren. Mercy and truth be with thee. And Ataiah answered the king and said, As long as the Lord liveth, and as my lord the king liveth, surely in what place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant be. And David said to Ataiah, Go and pass over. And Ataiah the Gittite passed over, and all his men, and all the little ones that were with him. And all the country wept with a loud voice. And all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook Kidron. And all the people passed over towards the way of the wilderness. And lo, Zadok also, and all the Levites were with him, bearing the ark of the covenant of God. 
And they set down the ark of God, and Abathar went up until all the people had done passing out of the city. And the king said unto Zadok, Carry back the ark of God into the city. If I shall find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me again, and show me both it and his habitation. But if he thus say, I have no delight in thee, behold, here am I. Let him do to me as seemeth good unto him. The king said also unto Zadok the priest, Art not thou a seer? Return into the city in peace, and your two sons with you, Ahimaaz thy son, and Jonathan the son of Abathar. See, I will tarry in the plain of the wilderness, until there come word from you to certify me. Zadok therefore and Abathar carried the ark of God again to Jerusalem, where they tarried there. And David went up by the ascent of Mount Olivet, and wept as he went up, and had his head covered, and he went barefoot, and all the people that was with him covered every man his head, and they went up, weeping as they went up. And one told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Abessalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. And it came to pass that when David was come to the top of the mount where he worshipped God, behold, Hushai the archite came to meet him with his coat rent and earth upon his head, unto whom David said, If thou passest on with me, then thou shalt be a burden unto me. But if thou return to the city and say unto Absalom, I will be thy servant, O king, as I have been thy father's servant hitherto, so will I now also be thy servant. Then mayest thou for me defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. And hast thou not there with thee Zadok and Abathar the priests? Therefore it shall be, that what things soever thou shalt hear out of the king's house, thou shalt tell it to Zadok and Abathar the priests. Behold, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimaaz Zadok's son, and Jonathan Abathar's son. And by them ye shall send on to me everything that ye can hear. So Hishai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. All right, we'll finish chapter 15 today. Let's see how much of this is left. I'm curious. So I think we'll finish the second book of Samuel this week and move on to the first book of Kings. Anyway. Um, so... I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed day. Since we finished the uh, main playlist from Brother Matt, we are only doing one video a day now. So just so you know, stretching out a bit. Lion is coming up next on uh, pill.net and Rumble. So go check her out. It's a great show. If she's in the mood, maybe it's a movie. Maybe it's music. Depends on her mood. We'll see how it goes. Lion, are you in here this morning? I haven't seen her. I set up my show late, and I know she uses that as alarm sometimes, so maybe she's not awake yet. Brian, give her a call. Tell her to wake up. She's got a show to do. Anyway. Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show, 15 minutes music, and then 6 p.m. for the start of the show, the Patriot Party podcast. So come check us out there. Of course, you know, big news last night. So we'll talk a lot about that. And uh, 
in the meantime, I hope y'all have a beautiful, blessed day. Stay warm. It is cold everywhere. And I hope God keeps you safe and warm and the protection of his good grace. So with that, y'all have a wonderful, blessed day. I'll see you on the flip side. Chill, don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate. Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming. Cue for heaven's sake. Violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate. The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force. Forcing us to sit and wait till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate. Marching on these streets of blood till I see the golden gates. Troubadour, troubled souls, one of God's servants. Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent. Oh, one day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you. Just digested, suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, oh, we just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Credit in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed, lying, not a sheep. Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh. Silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek uh, Drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious Praying for assistance to overcome our position Or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness oh, one day, I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on because of you
control stays on because of you. 